What's up, combies? It's Hannah. And Olivia. And it's time to... Kombuchat. All right, so looks like you're rocking some some naked hands there. I am. Normally, I have uh, <laughs> the nails all done, but this week I actually took them all off. And I don't like to go to the salon to take them off, so I've developed a technique of using dental floss to remove them. Kind of. Yeah, and this I did this last time I had acrylics. And this is the first time something bad happened <laughs> for me. We had uh, pulled this off one was a bit of an entire real nail. Yeah, I just, I opened my phone, there was a bloody photograph. <laughs> In Huji, I took it, so it would have, like, a nice dramatic effect. Ooh, and it did. It definitely... <laughs> That definitely happened. Yeah, so right now I'm in the recovery stage of the nails. I will say, though, the dental floss method worked way better than I thought it would and way better than anything else I'd ever tried prior to that. It works 99% of the time. You know, reason we bring this up is for you, getting your nails done is a form of self-care. Yeah, so what is self-care? Well... Let me tell you. The concept of consciously tending to one's own well-being. That's like the best definition I found. I thought that was... I liked the consciously part. And this is physical, mental, emotional, and I would say spiritual health or welfare. Would you agree with that definition? I would. According to my research, it originally caught on as a medical concept. Doctors often discuss ways that their patients can take care of themselves and practice healthy habits. Um, So like going on walks or, I don't know, just different kind of healthy practices to upkeep yourself. Um, But then it kind of transferred to high-risk and emotionally daunting professions to combat stress. And then Mm -hmm. at the rise of the women's movement and the civil rights movement, it became kind of a political concept to claim autonomy over one's body as a political act against institutionalized medicine. And now... Which, whoa. (laughs) Which that is so much heavier than, like, the treat yourself that we've learned from Parks and Rec, you know? Yeah, right. Absolutely. That's got depth. It does. I mean, I respect that. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, with with that history in mind, it's now, you know, like you said, kind of become in some ways commercialized where companies promote products as self-care. It's also just become something that I feel like a lot of Gen Zs and millennials want to prioritize and want more of. You know, we work a lot. I feel like, you know, Not only do most of us have some sort of part-time or full-time work, but we have a side gig, we have a podcast, we have a blog, we have whatever else. And so for a lot of us, I think it feels like we're working just all the time, even if it's not just your nine to five. And for that reason, you know, this concept I think has become really important in preventing burnout and really making you, again, that consciousness, take a look at how you're treating your body, how you're treating yourself. So yeah, so let's chat about, you know, kind of our own 
self-care practices with that in mind. I love it. I love it. Okay, you want to go first or me? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. We talked a little bit about one of yours. Well, yes. Okay, so definitely my biggest treat yourself moment would be getting my nails done. Mm -hmm. I think that is like my most perfect place is when I have a fresh set of nails on. I can wake up after a stressful work day and and feeling not myself and there are clouds outside and I haven't showered yet and I wake up and I look at my nails and I'm just like a fully formed being. Oh my gosh. I feel absolutely great. The drama. Okay. But it's not something that I can always have done. A, because my nails need a break and B because it does cost money and I don't always want to spend my money getting nails done. Sure. So I have a little, a little lower budget ones as well. Um, I like to take walks every day that I can, but it's not cold. Cold for me would be 50 degrees and below just to clarify. <laughs> so <laughs> typical LA girl. So during the winter, it's different. But I like to take walks and I like to use that time to explore. I like to be present and I like to explore my thoughts, anything that comes up along the way, anything I've been trying to work through creatively. Um, But I also use it as a time to discover new music or new podcasts. Yeah, I like to try and listen to things I haven't listened to before if I do choose to plug in. Um, And I like to do yoga practices from, like, free YouTube videos. Um, I try and do that pretty often in the week. I would say my walking, I'm a little better at. Um, And then just generally tuning into my body to see what I feel like I need that day. Like, do I want a high-intensity yoga flow practice? Maybe. Do I Mm -hmm. want a tofu scramble with extra cheese? Maybe. I love it. So those are like my main ones would be like walking, moving, I guess, in some way, moving every day in some way, Um, tuning into myself, my body, and then the nails. But we (laughs) we actually have pretty different self-care routines. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, for me, I think self-care... Definitely also does involve movement. I'm committed to 20-minute like yoga and meditation practice every day. And because I set that for only being 20 minutes, I mean, it's five minutes longer than 15 in my mind. So it's just not that much, you know? That is a good way to do time. It helps. Yeah, It helps I like me that. maintain that accountability. Mm-hmm. It's kind of whatever I want it to be. If I want to go longer, if I have more time that day, great. Then maybe I'll choose a 45 minute session. But as long as I like sit down and know, I can just choose a a 20 minute session if I want to, then I'm way more likely to do it. So for me, 20 minutes a day, like to do some kind of little meditation in there, even if it's like 30 seconds, a minute, the last minute in Shavasana, whatever. Yeah. But definitely love doing that. I've done, like, been practicing yoga since 2012, I think. Wow. Just as needed. I was a child. 
say, let's cut that out. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, it's, it's just something that it's just kind of part of my everyday and I, I love it. My body always feels better after I do it. So that 20 minutes is me time. It's my self care time. Um, and then, couple times a week if you follow me on instagram you know oh boy bath salts <laughs> over bath bombs this girl right here oh I boy love a bath salt she loves <laughs> baths she loves I souping really it up do. in the tub souping <gasps> souping style <laughs> so i love salts because a lot of them have different healing properties. They help with sore muscles. They, I don't know. I just, I love getting in like a warm bath, having some salts. They have nice scents, do a little aromatherapy. The scents are nice. I love that. I'll light a candle and I'll spend the time either reading a book, just thinking and writing things down in a notebook I have, or doing some sort of task on my phone, like editing photos or I don't know, something that I feel like, okay, I could do sit here and do this on my phone and like have my neck down and like be uncomfortable. Or I could go set up my bath, have a little pillow, Oof. get this done with some better ergonomics. And so definitely a big bath time gal. I yeah, it's it. a good time to really just be chilling. When it comes to maybe spending a little more money or doing something nice for myself, treating myself in the financial sense, I love a massage. Love, 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 love. I have had them for years. I deal with chronic back pain on a regular basis, and for me, Getting massages just helps so much with that. And so I absolutely love getting those. Before the pandemic, I was getting those at least once every two weeks, so a couple times a month. And you can find, you know, all different price options for that. So it does not have to be some exorbitant, you know, $250 massage every time. You can find some affordable options. For me, I like going to a massage therapist who has a lot of like medical background so that they can target certain muscles very in very specific ways. I'm not the like set some hot rocks on me and do a little light touch. I'm like, get in there with a hammer and just like beat my muscles down. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> I love that. I just love, oh, it, it just releases so much tension for me and so much pain. So girl, that's my massage preference. <laughs> to each their own mm -hmm. yeah yeah if you know people who who don't like that and they like something lighter and a little more relaxing respect that seems like a good balance though of like movement and then like physical touch and release okay since since you brought up indulging a bit more in price range with a massage say i know you wanted to talk a bit about like an argument some type of self-care argument what is this? Oh, yes. Okay. So while we were kind of looking at different things for this episode, one thing I came across is some 
individuals claim that self-care as a concept is totally just a marketing scheme. It's just a way to get consumerism at the forefront of products to just make people buy things and feel like, oh, self-care. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. My reaction was similar. Like, I, I see where people are coming from that there is a lot of companies who do use that platform to promote sales, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah. But at the same time, who are you to judge what somebody wants to do, what somebody wants to call their Mm self-care? I mean, that's the point. It's, It's the consciousness of tuning into yourself and deciding, like, what works for you on your budget, on your time, in your body. And so I just really struggle with this idea of... Self-care doesn't exist, it's just self-indulgent, or self-care doesn't exist, it's just a marketing scheme. Boo! Those people don't (laughs) care for themselves, and it's showing. (laughs) They've been exposed. So, just want to put that out there, you know, to everyone listening and watching, like, you do you. And tell us how you do you. We want to hear, what is your self-care routine? What does it look like? And if you're one of those little negatives, please tell me how we can help you care for yourself because <laughs> we want you to feel good. It is. It is. And, and like, what do you, you know, what does it do for you? Me personally? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you personally. <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure if you meant the combis. Okay. Well, for me, it gives me a chance to ground myself in Mm -hmm. a present moment. I think Mm -hmm. it gives me a balance that I wouldn't have between my work life and I feel like it just makes me happier. I mean, I can't prove that scientifically, but (laughs) I do know endorphins make you happy and those come out of walking and moving, which is part of my self-care, and doable at all budgets. Because there are so many YouTube videos you can find for moving or meditating or laughing, just watching comedy. I mean, there's just a lot of free things you can do. Sometimes just curling up and Netflixing for a while with a little heating blanket on and like my foot massager going. That's okay, a really luxury. <laughs> what? Sometimes I'll just rub my own feet. <laughs> and that's good too. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I really do. That's really all we've got on self-care situation. Yeah? Do we have anything else? No, no. I really do want to hear people's routines, though, so please tell us. Yeah, I really do, too. Because I am always down to incorporate more into my routine. Maybe I'll get some ideas. It's not done. It's never done. Oh, it's definitely not. All right, it's time for our sweet and spicy rapid fire round. You first or me? I can go first. Sweet or spicy? Let's start it off sweet so we can kind of ease into it. How do you feel about pineapple on pizza? Girl, I love it. And (laughs) here's where the hate mail comes in. 
we're gonna be getting so many haters on this one. I love it. It is one of my favorite toppings on pizza. It is meant to be on pizza. When you think about a pineapple ring and when you slice it, what shape does it make? Pizza slice shape. So you're just putting... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. A tiny slice of pineapple on a slice of pizza. How could that not be perfect? Can't go wrong. I rest my case. Hello, hello. We're back with another review. And today we have Simple Truth Organic Kombucha Strawberry Lemonade. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So this is the first we've reviewed that has had some sort of name that this is kind of another drink. Yeah, it just makes me think, okay, I'm going to drink this and it's going to be fermented strawberry lemonade. Yeah, so Simple Truth, I mean, you might know Simple Truth. It's a brand that's at a lot of grocery stores. Mm-hmm. They say Simple Truth and Simple Truth Organic deliver affordable and delicious foods that can be enjoyed the way nature intended. And so probably a pro here is that it's a little more affordable because mm-hmm. it and is a generic brand. Tends to be at more grocery stores. Maybe more accessible. Maybe more accessible. Non-GMO, perishable, all that jazz. Uh, other than that, there's not really a lot in their branding that's telling me anything about the drink, anything about the company. It feels kind of just like another product they're pushing out. Which makes sense. Which makes sense with what the brand is. They tend to have lower priced products of the same foods that might be name brand. Right. And they white label things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, as you can see, there's not a whole lot going on. There's some cute colors, but, you know. And they do remind you of lemonade. Yes, definitely. Oh, Strawberry, clear. lemon. Clear bottle, glass. Yeah. What's our sugar content looking like? Our sugar content is 17 grams. That's the highest we've reviewed so far. Mm-hmm. And it's 16 grams of added sugar. Because a lot of the ones we reviewed, it's there's no Just added sugar. sugar. Yeah, so that's a bit of a down. Yeah, 2% juice, if that means anything to you. Is the serving size the whole bottle? Yes, serving size, one bottle. Okay. And we have 15.2 fluid ounces. 2% juice. There's a lot going on in here as far as sediment. Like, I feel like some of this could be... Like the pulp from lemons Uh, and not just the normal kombucha. The 2% juice. Yeah. It's kind of in the bottom. Should we open it? Let's do it. All right. Strawberry lemonade. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, and it is exploding. Oh, God. On my new leggings. (laughs) I'm currently damp. I had to run and grab some paper towels. Please help me. Combies. We're, in, we're fortunate to be in the same room today. I don't know how she would have managed this otherwise. I would have been very alone. Okay, so here's a lesson. Just be careful. We didn't shake that or anything before. We literally just went and grabbed that out of the fridge, so that's kind of odd. That may be something to note. These might be a little more delicate. It smells very, very sugary. I can smell the sugar. Oh my gosh, this smells like a vodka cranberry. (laughs) It smells like I'm at a fraternity party. A lot of of sugar in this. Um, I can get a hint of strawberry. There's a lot of sediment. It is sort of a light pink. 
in color. The smell is turning me off, I'm going to be honest. Hmm, okay. Reminding you too much of former days. <laughs> what? <laughs> it really does smell like someone spilled their drink on me. Ooh. That's, yeah, that's bad. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Oof. I'm not liking it at all. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's acidic in a weird way. Yes. It's also very watery. Very watery. It basically tastes like somebody took some strawberry concentrate and mixed it with water. Somehow there's a fermented part of this. I don't... It does not taste like kombucha to me at, at all. At all, and it also doesn't taste like strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade's way better than this. No, it really doesn't. I can taste the strawberry. Mm -hmm. I can taste the acidic, which I'm guessing is the lemon, but as you said, it's kind of a weird... A weird acidic that, like, acidic. happens in your throat. Yeah. Um... This is definitely getting a one for me. That's the lowest we have on the SCOBY scale. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I would go I'm ahead just and... just being honest. I would give this a one as well. Um, it's great it's in a glass bottle, so it can be recycled. You know, the branding, there's nothing special, being as it's a generic brand. I guess for affordability, it's great, but you're just kind of buying a lot of added sugar and water, and so... And a subpar drink. I'm not really sure that it's worth the cost savings. I would say just save more money by not purchasing it. And we're going to end with that. <laughs> Simple Truth Organic Strawberry Lemonade Kombucha. All right, well, we're going to close out this episode of Kombucha. Special thanks to Gold Threads. This has been an On The Run Media production. Make sure to like, review, comment, and subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our first six episodes may not be on YouTube off the bat, but they are wherever you listen to podcasts. So give us a review. Let us know your favorite part of the episode in the comments or on Instagram. I'm at Blonde on the Run. And I'm at Olivia, O-L-I-V-I-H-U-H. -H. We'll see you next time, combies. Bye!